Hello everybody and welcome to Nutty Buddy Sports and on today's episode, me and the guys, we're going to recap week 7, we're going to talk about some trade possibilities, we're going to play a game, player A or player B, and then we're going to do Ryan versus the guest and predict week 8. That's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Sports. Welcome back to Nutty Buddy Sports. Uh, and with me today, I have Travis. He's back with me. How's it going, Travis? Hey, Ryan. I'm good. How are you? I'm good as well. And I have somebody new on the podcast. Uh, podcast. Podcast. It's Nathan. Nathan, how's it going? Pretty good, Ryan. I hope National Tight End Day was everything you hoped it would be. I don't want, we'll talk about it when we get into, I got a lot of apologies to hand out during our week seven recap um, uh, when we get to that. But uh, Nate, since this is the first time you've been on my podcast, I just want you to tell the listeners who you like, who you follow and why. Uh, born and raised in Wisconsin. So cheesehead in my blood. I love the Packers. Went to my first game when I was eight. And up until COVID, I'd went every year since. So, um, yeah, Packers, other than that, I pretty much follow the whole NFL. I love football, so, but the Packers are where I root. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what Do you remember who the first game was against you went to? I do. It was the Steelers when Yancey Thigpen dropped the ball in the corner of the end zone. We were sitting about 20 rows up in that corner. So that was my first game. Nice, nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time out, both of you, for uh, doing this podcast with me. What we are going to do today, we are going to recap week seven, and then we are going to play two games today. Now, last week, Travis said there's only one game per podcast, but today we're going to make an exception because Nate has a game, um, which uh, did, did we decide what it's going to be called yet, Nate? Uh, player A or player B. Perfect. Player A or player B. He'll explain that when we get into it. Super original. Super original. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to me. It's copyrighted. Nobody take that. <laughs> and then I'm going to do um, it's sort of a trade deadline game. I'm going to name a player. I got some options. And then if the guys can think of anybody else they want to throw in the ring, we can talk about it a little bit. But because the trade deadline is next week. Um, I wanted to get this out before the trade deadline, which I probably won't do another football co- podcast till then. So are you guys ready to get into the recap of week seven? Let's do it. Yep. Okay, perfect. Recapping week seven, the surprise of the week. Well, let's start with the surprises of the week that we have. And maybe what I'll do is just start with Nate. Nate, what was some of maybe, maybe one of your surprises that you would have uh, picked for the week? I think my biggest surprise is just the Kansas city chiefs. Like, I don't know what is going on there. I know the Titans are good. They're a good team, but to get throttled like that. And it's just not something I expected. Like this was Mahomes' first game without a touchdown and 250 less yards passing ever in his career. So I don't know what's going on there. I know their offensive line isn't good, but I'm just, I'm shocked that they're this bad. Yeah, it's crazy. I actually had uh, the Chiefs offense as a per- surprise, right? Because like typically the the weakness of the the Tennessee Titans have been their defense. 
And for some reason, like you, you mentioned, great point about Patrick Mahomes not throwing a touchdown. That was that was crazy. Uh, tra- Travis, uh, what do you think about that being a surprise of this week? Well, that definitely was one of the surprises of the week. Um, I had a different one, though, and that is the Bengals beating up on the Ravens. Um, I wanted to pick the Bengals, but I was like, the Ravens have found a way to win the last couple of weeks and they've been able to do it. But of course, now when you're talking with people are there like, well, that had to come to an end. But, and I thought about that, but I, I didn't think it was going to happen, but man, the Bengals really showed something this week. Nate, you fall football. Did you think that the Bengals would be this good, this fast? No. Are you kidding? Like they're, yeah. they were so bad. And in, in two drafts, they fixed their entire team. I just, I, I mean, Burrow supposed to be good. I mean, I thought Chase would be good, but I'd never be they, thought they'd be this together. It's just every part of their team, it's, they've improved so much. Yeah, and that's where my first apology, just full disclosure to everybody, I got a lot of apologies to hand out, and one is to um, the Bengals organization. I was uh, pretty clear that I felt like they should have drafted Penay Sewell because of how bad their offensive line was last year. Um, and, uh, Chase Young, I, I mean, not Chase Young, <laughs> Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase has proved me like wrong, I guess that they made the right decision because for some reason, even their offensive line is playing good. Now their defense is excellent. Um, I did not, it's not that I didn't like, uh, the, the player, I liked the player a lot, but I just th- felt like offensive line was a m- more urgent need for them. The fact that Burrow got injured, but, uh, my first apology goes out to the Cincinnati Bengals and all LSU team uh, players and all around. We humbly accept your apology, Ryan. Thanks, Travis. Also, do you, I think the thing with Chase that people probably forget is that he took the year off before he got drafted. He didn't play his final season at LSU. So maybe that's why he had a little bit of the shakes early on and couldn't catch in preseason. But now he's got his groove down and him and Burrow are are one combo that is hard to stop. Well, think about it. He had 201 yards receiving in this game. That's 754 for the season, most by any player in the first seven games of their career in NFL history. Like, that's not something small. I mean, when you watch them, to me, I get, like, Montana, Jerry Rice vibes when I watch the two of them together. And, if, I mean, if you got a quick release, I guess your line doesn't have to be great, right? It's true. And it seemed like their chemistry from – college has transferred into the NFL and it seemed like they kind of picked up where they left off uh, the year before. Um, One more thing, Ryan, I would, I want to be in that draft room to know if Burrow had anything to do with that pick and say, I want chase on my team or not. I wonder if that had anything to do with that or not, but we'll probably never know. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. May, may, well, who knows? Maybe there'll be a tell all book after Burrow wins like three championships and, and he'll, he'll review, uh, reveal that he, he was the reason why they drafted. Um, I want to say chase young all the time. Jamar chase, Jamar chase. Um, any, let's see, any other surprises for you, uh, Nate? This is kind of my stinker too, but I was just surprised how bad everything, football was on Sunday. Like it, wasn't, it wasn't a great week. Like That's what I had too, Nate. You know, <laughs> okay, okay. So 
real quick before we get into that, because it sounds like it's on all our list for stinkers. Is that is that the case? So maybe we'll wait till we get to the stinker right. because I actually have that as my stinker <laughs> as well. So I, any other surprise for you, Travis? Uh, no, no. I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Case uh, Keenum winning that game against the Broncos. I did not think that was going to happen. That was surprising to me. And if you actually look at Teddy Bridgewater's numbers and Case Keenum, they're not so different. So that's kind of crazy to me. Before we get off Case Keenum, how many quarterbacks have the Browns had since they came back in 99? What's the number now, now that Case Keenum went? What's your guess? What year, 99? 99, they came back as a franchise. How many starting quarterbacks have they, have they had? I'm going to go 27. I was going to go 17, but. 31. Ooh. Now, Baker, he started 50-some games, so he's been there a while. 31 players. If we got time, you, we can. I printed them off. You can see how many you can guess, but it, it's just the list is crazy. Well, that, let's do it now. Let's see how, okay. how many we can guess. All right, okay. there's 31. As you, as this you might be a this yeah, might be I'll, a four hour podcast, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll I'll cross them off as you say them. Okay, so Derek, Derek Anderson, I know. Brady Cole Quinn. McCoy. Yeah, Brady Quinn. Is Hoyer on there or no? Mm-hmm. You bet. You bet he was. I'm trying to think of how many saviors that the Browns had. Johnny Menzel. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. You, well, Baker. Here's, here's a funny one for you. You said Johnny Manziel. There's 10 since Johnny Manziel. That doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Uh, doesn't. Whitehurst. Um, I know. What's his name? Who was the backup no, for I the think... Packers that played? Well, there was a couple. Seneca Wallace backed up at the Packers. He played no, there. that's not who I'm thinking of. Tyrod Taylor, right? He played for them. Yep, he was right before Baker. Yeah. Uh, Des- Deshaun Kaiser was the other backup. Kaiser is the guy I was Kaiser, thinking. Kaiser, okay. Okay, Couch. give us, give us. Yep, Tim Ooh, Couch. He was Tim the first Couch. one after they came back. And then let's see. After Tim Couch was one of the Detmer brothers, Ty Detmer. Okay. I, just, I don't know anymore. I'm trying to think here because if, I, th- I I would think that we could get at least a couple from when We're Menzel. A, yeah, you're about a third of the way through. Okay. <laughs> and what are some – maybe just tell us some notable ones on that list. Yeah, some that of the we notable missed. ones, Doug Peterson, backup quarterback for the Packers. Uh, Jeff Garcia. Trent, oh, right. Trent Dilfer played there. Luke McCown. Ken Dorsey. Miami, right? Um, Jake DeLome actually played there for a little while. Forgot Brandon, about that. We can't forget 30-year-old Brandon Whedon as a rookie, right? <laughs> Jason Campbell. RG3. You guys forgot RG3. I didn't Cody. know he, was, he played for them. Yeah. I don't remember that. So there were 31. Yeah. Crazy. Ouch. That poor my last, I just, yeah, well, well, thanks for that history lesson. Um, <laughs> but that's crazy. I forgot Jeff Garcia. I remember him going from Detroit to, uh, to the Browns. Um, 
And then just real quick, my last surprise, Detroit. I'm going to give them a little bit of credit. They kept that game close, uh, but you saw why McVay wanted to get rid of Goff is because of that last pass. That was just like an awful pass. But the fact that they kept that game close and the way they did it in the first quarter. Did you watch that? Did you see how they started that game? Yeah. Scored onside onside fake punt on the first five minutes. I'm like, oh, the Lions. How are they going to mess this up? <laughs> yeah, and they did. They did. And then they had another fake punt that they converted later on. So they had two fake punts that they converted. Good good try by them. It's funny because they've been playing more competitively than um, the Jets have. Like if you actually go and look at like the, the score. So it's it's interesting what Dan Campbell's doing to that team. And that roster is awful, by the way. It just, it, I mean, we well, were talking last. Beat, they, should have beat the, they should have beat the Ravens. I mean, that that kick never should have happened. So they could have yes. beat what people were saying two weeks ago is the best team in the AFC. So, I mean, they're just, losing bad, they're just losing bad games. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where they are right now. The stinker of the week. So why don't we just start with Nate? Uh, stinker of the week. The entire NFL teams won by an average of 20 points this week. That's top you- five lopsided days in the NFL history. That's, Football was bad. There were not, there weren't many good games, really. Yeah, that's great that you stole my, my, per, I have it written down up there, average games. <laughs> that was like my stats. Like, this was a horrible week of football, horrible week of football. I'll Travis, tell you my other one, though. Oh, before, before I Travis, I'll jump in. How bad are the Bears? Holy smokes. Like, they just got throttled by Tampa Bay. That Matt Nagy needs to go as a coach, in my opinion. That was, that was probably my stinker team of the week. Is Fields yeah. that bad or is it the coaching? Because I feel bad for Fields. It's the coaching. What did he do in college? He did a lot of runs, stuff like that. They don't give him bootlegs. They don't give him anything creative. He was in shotgun. Every time they were on red zone, he's standing back in shotgun. I mean, they're just – I don't think he's in a good place to succeed. I don't think he's as bad as he's playing. But five turnovers, that's rough. He does hold on to the ball a little long, but I could see how if the offense is in shape to him, it could be difficult for him. Um, but yeah. Uh, and uh, Travis, do you want to get in on this a little bit? Yeah, the whole, what I had for the stinker of the week is shame on the NFL for putting these teams on a bye. Bills, Cowboys, Jags, eh. but Chargers, Vikings, and Steelers. It's like, The Bills, Cowboys, and Chargers, and we'll put the Vikings in there, are four pretty good teams that they all shouldn't be on a bye at the same time. And it also hurts people who are in fantasy because that's where a lot of your fantasy points come from. (laughs) But it was not a good week for football also because I want to say maybe there is two okay, decent games to watch. Otherwise, the rest of them were just like pretty boring. You didn't like the five to three halftime score of the Giants <laughs> Panthers. That didn't get you going. No. You didn't you didn't watch the the Falcons Dolphins nail biter. I did watch field. that just for you though, Ryan, because I'm like, oh and which we'll get into that one later because I have oh. something for you. But oh great. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're gonna bring something out about the Dolphins. That that's what I look forward to the most. Um yeah. I, that's all I had, though, the blowouts for week seven as my stinker. Any other stinkers this week that you guys want to bring up? Well, I'm just disappointed in the football in general. Like, 
I was watching red zone and the first two touchdowns of the day born for the Patriots throws a touchdown, a wide receiver. And then Henry throws a touchdown. Those were the first two touchdowns of the day. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be better than I thought. And then it just oof, downhill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Keep a lot of the games started off really slow too. Mm-hmm. Like none of them got going until after halftime where they started scoring. Yeah, and just uh, your point, um, Travis, do you know how many teams are on by this week? Two. I just saw it. So, yeah, it's like, why Why are we putting six teams on by one week and two of the next? Can we, like, spread four and four? Like, is that yeah. that hard? I don't know. But anyway. Okay, let's go to the next one. The upset of the week. Upset of the week. Uh, let's start with Travis this time. What's your upset of the week, Travis? All right, so I'm reaching here with how bad the games were, guys. But <clears throat> the Panthers losing to the Giants. Uh, the Giants have literally no one. Danny Dimes, man, I had respect for him this week, actually, the fact that he was able to beat this team. But, man, the the Panthers should not have lost that game. I don't know how the Giants won. <laughs> Sam Darnold was just so bad. Like the week before he was kind of bad, but like the receivers dropped like seven, seven to 10 passes the week before this week. It was like, he was just not good this week. And he got benched too. Right. Yeah. For PJ white or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they said he's still going to start, but what do you think that does to his confidence coming in next week? Yeah, not good. Yeah, I think the Jets probably ruined him. I really do. It's just like you can't – I don't know how a quarterback comes out of that not scarred for life. Uh, Nate, you're upset? My upset's the Bengals over the Ravens. Like, I, we talked about it a little bit, but I didn't, I, I didn't think it'd be that lopsided. People were talking on sports radio and all over two weeks ago, the Ravens could be the best team in the AFC and they just, they got manhandled. So I don't know. I, I thought I was very impressed with what the Bengals did. Yeah. Do do you look at them as a contender, like in the AFC? Um, I feel like they could be, they're young. So I don't know how they'll do when they get to the playoffs, you know, cause that everything changes when you get to the playoffs defenses will pretty much try and take chase away. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they have a, they have a shot, they could make a run, but I think there's, there's just better teams that have more veteran presence. So maybe not this year, but I think they'll be around for a long time. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And maybe, maybe just a good playoff team this year. Travis, what do you think? Do you think the, the Bengals can be a contender this year? If I continue to keep doubting them, They'll just play good. So I'll just continue to doubt them. So then they'll be Super Bowl material. That's fair. But That's I, fair. Just like what Nate said, when it comes to playoff time, it's a whole different story. And I don't quite know if Burrow is ready for that to lead a team all the way there. But it would be good for them to make the playoffs to get that experience, at least for the first this year. Yeah, yeah, that would be good for them. Okay. Uh, my upset with the chiefs, but we, we, uh, we talked about it. it again, not that they lost. It's how they lost that offense was so terrible. Um, blows my mind. I think they have like 17 or 18 turnovers in the past five weeks. It's ridiculous, but 
yeah, so that was my upset. We don't need to dwell on it. Let's go into the, our best of the week. The best game of the week. Uh, let's start with, with Nate. Nate, what was your best of the week? It was tough. I didn't really like a ton. I think I'm going to give it – I'll give it to the Falcons and Dolphins. That game was actually fun to watch at the end, you know. It, it's, Tula, was, I thought he was playing good. He had a couple stinker throws that you just can't make. But – I don't know. That that was at least the most entertaining game because it was close at the end. Nothing else was really close. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a fun game to watch if you're not a Dolphins fan. Uh, Travis? Well, okay, so I'll get into this game with you now, Ryan, but I'm assuming you watched the whole thing. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, okay, so there was a point in the game at the end that I realized – that Tua is not going to be the elite quarterback that you want him to be. Just one point. I, just one play is all it took. It I knew that already, but, but go ahead and convince me. Line. They're by the goal line. And I think a penalty got thrown, so I don't think it counted anyways. But he started running towards the end zone, and he had one guy to make miss a tackle, and he couldn't. he couldn't do it. He got tackled. And I'm like, he's not if he can't make a move here to get in the end zone to help seal the game. I don't know if you remember that play, but I think I do. I think I do. Um, and I would agree with you, but I don't know. Uh th- there was a lot of other signs before that. Uh he he had this one play where he tried to like like Patrick Mahomes has done this too, where he's like being sacked and he'll just kind of try to make a play out of it and he threw a horrible pick. And that was probably the worst, but there was this other play where it was like third and four and he had like 10 yards of field ahead of him. He would have got the first down easy. Instead, as he's running full speed forward, he decides to throw it to, I think it was Gesicki who was open. He was open, but he overthrew him by like 10 yards and it was just incomplete. And that's when I'm just like, okay, man, you just got to get the yards. Why aren't you just getting the four to three yards or whatever you need? Um, I don't know. He, he had some really good throws though. I, I like, I shouldn't say really good. He had some real, he had good throws in that game. Uh, the one throw in the end zone, like you can kind of excuse it because as a rookie, like he's still sort of in his rookie year, you know, he hasn't played over 10 games or whatever. He hasn't started over 10 games. So you can kind of excuse it thinking like, you know, NFL speed, he, if it, that was in college, he probably fits the ball in there. Uh, but the the second throw you can't excuse, but it was, it, it was honestly a fun game to watch. I was just mad that the dolphins had the Jaguars last week and the Falcons this week. And if you're going to get back your season back on track, you got to win the, those two games and they couldn't do it. So sad. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah. Kyle Pitts is pretty good though, huh? Oh yeah. So that's another, another apology. I got to <laughs> listen, I, I'm not going to like totally apologize, but I did think it was kind of ironic that that's the game. He decides to put up over hundred yards receiving was against the dolphins after I was like, that's a horrible pick by the Falcons. Uh, I will, I will say that there's, there's a rule of not drafting tight ends in the first round that I still would have, but he might be the exception to that rule. I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm just like, man, that guy, he caught a ball on uh, Xavier Howard. It was a really good, I mean, Xavier Howard's probably a top three corner in the league. And uh, it was such a good, like, it was a really great catch. Um, so w- what am I going to do? You know, good, good, good player. Um, So I, my best, I just, 
because there wasn't a lot to be excited about. And I wasn't really that excited about the, uh, the dolphins losing. I just put the Raiders winning like for their, you know, everything they've gone through, like, you know, some teams would like fall apart, losing their head coach the way they lost them. So anyway, good for them for winning. And, uh, they're now five and two and like second in that division. So I always, I also had the Titans as the best, but I'm not gonna, you know, we, we talked about that game enough. So, okay. No Packer talk guys, no Packer talk. How, how are we feeling about the Packers? I haven't like brought them up in like four weeks. Let's just take a second. We live in Wisconsin. Let's just talk about Packers for like two minutes. Um, Maybe, maybe Nate, how are you feeling about the Packers this year? You know, I think they're a piece away. I was really looking forward to this week, seeing what they would do against Arizona. And now everyone's on the COVID list on the offense. Adams isn't playing. Lazard isn't playing. So that's, I mean, to me, that kind of just, they're going to get hammered. Um, well, maybe not. We'll see. But uh, I was, I've been impressed with their defense lately. They've been playing really well. I like a couple of the signings. Um, Merciless, I'm looking forward to see what he does. Gary's been playing fantastic, making that second-year jump. I think they're a good team. Uh, Washington never punted in the entire game, but they only scored 10 points. I mean, they should have got that touchdown down there when Heineke did the slide. But I think quarterbacks, if you want that rule, it's got to be that time that way all the time. So that's the rule. It is what it is. He should have got a touchdown, but I, I still think the Packers would have pulled the game out. But um, I don't know. I'm still in a wait-and-see mode. They're hurt. They're really hurt. So it'll be nice to see what they do when everyone comes back. Yeah, I uh, that that play just real quick. I think, like, can, can we um... – can we just use um, common sense at some point though? Like, can we just reason this out a little bit? Like, was he giving himself up or was he diving for the end zone at some, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I agree with you. Like that, that's what the letter of the law is. So you get what you asked for, but at some point it's like common sense should take over and be like, okay, he wasn't really, he was diving, but anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter because I think the Packers would have won either way. I just thought that was silly that they, applied that rule in a situation where I felt like they could have easily been like, okay, he was diving for the end zone, you know, but Travis, what do you think of the Packers this year? Well, hold on before I go into them. If you're going to be an NFL quarterback and you're, you need to score a touchdown, then get in the end zone. Don't do this little, give yourself up before the one yard line, get in there. And then the play after for their quarterback sneak, he still doesn't get in. He gets the ball poked out beforehand. I mean, it was it was not a good back-to-back place for Heineke. So if I was a coach, I would have just benched him after that. You know what, though? Those were, <laughs> those were two bad plays, but I honestly don't think Heineke is that bad. I mean, think back to what he did in the playoffs last year. He almost beat Tampa, and he's he has good stretches. He's like a rookie. He hasn't played before, so he's only played a few games. I mean, compared to some of the other rookies, he had over he had over 100 yards rushing against the Green Bay. Um, I don't know. I've I've definitely seen worse quarterback play on the Redskins. So his best player is McLaurin, also who I've never heard of until this year. Well, is he a rookie or no? I can't remember. No, uh, he's third year, I think. Third yeah, year, third, yeah. But yeah, he doesn't have anybody he's throwing to. But 
I think anybody can, as a quarterback, can run on the Packers. That's one of their uh, Achilles heels that I, I would, they always get stuck on. I would say I'm higher on McLaurin than you are. I think he's a really good wide receiver. But um, what what I would say about Heineke, just to your guys' point, is um, you know when I watch him into a play, like I don't see much of a gap. And that's saying something between somebody who wasn't even like as picked as high as, as Tua was, you know what I'm saying? Like you're excited about Heineke because he's playing above what he was picked at and you're, you're down on Tua because he should be better. So yeah, I think give him time, give him time, see what happens. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick's coming back anytime soon because he's still in uh, crutches is what I still, still walking around in crutches is what I heard. So, okay, well, let's get into our first game then. Um, you take take it from here, Nate. Player A or player B? All right. So a few weeks ago, Magoo texted us some uh, player A, player B, and it was just – it's kind of weird when you just see straight stats because I like stats. Stats are fun. But sometimes they can be overrated, I think, and a little misleading. So we're going to start with a first one. I'm going to read some stats to you, and then you tell me who you want. So don't think about who the player is. Just look at the stats. What player would you want on your team? Okay. So we'll start at quarterback. Uh, player A, he had he completes 24 passes a game at 64%. He has 1,723 yards passing and 15 touchdowns with three interceptions. Okay. Player B, very similar. A little more completions per game, 27 Higher completion percentage by 5%, 69. More yards, 17, 69. Two less touchdowns, 13, and two interceptions. So could you pick or are they a push? Because they can be a push as well. So basically player A has a few more touchdowns. Player B has a little bit better completion percentage. Everything else. I think I, think I know who one of them one of these players is but i'll take i'll take the one with more yards just because he's throwing more and completing more so player b yeah, is would, throwing, throwing yeah. a little bit more yeah i'd push it though i would take either one i think okay Tra- travis player b is kirk cousins Ooh. Uh, i player, hate my pick <laughs> player a is that's how you push yeah player a is josh allen Woo-hoo. so Clearly, I would take Josh Allen ahead of Cousins. Cousins has slightly better numbers, two less touchdowns, throwing more, and I don't think he's that good. So there's one where I think stats can be a little overrated. I like that one, though. I really like that one. Thoughts on your Cousins pick, Travis? My draft is starting off very poor. (laughs) All right, I got one more quarterback one. Uh, Player B. Well, sorry, player A, we'll go there first. Uh, He's 23 completions a game at 70%, 1,701 yards, 12 touchdowns, five picks. Player B, 21 completions, so a little less, 68%, 1,710 yards, 15 touchdowns, and three picks. So almost identical. Player B has three more touchdowns and two less interceptions. Pick one. I, mean, or I guess play. I'd. I'm gonna go B this time. I'm gonna go player B. I'm going A then, and I think I know who it is. 
Okay, player A is Teddy Bridgewater. Dang it. Player <laughs> B is Rodgers. Player B is Aaron Rodgers. Ah, what? So they are very similar in games. Let's add one to this. Would this player trump either of those? Player C, he's completing a little less, 20 per, uh, per game, 64% completion. 1695 in yards, only five less yards, 11 touchdowns, but only one pick. That would be Derek Carr. That would be Mr. Carson Wentz. Oh, really? Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz has thrown 182 passes without an interception. It's the longest active streak in the NFL. Well, granted, last week he threw one that got picked. They ruled it a fumble, so it's not a pick, but. Oh, okay. oh, that's right, because somebody they, hit it out of his hands. They, they changed it, so. Yeah. But, so those are. Yeah, I would have stuck with player B without knowing the names, though. Um, Travis, I think, would have went for player C just to get out of Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Probably. I don't need a quarterback wearing gloves as my starting quarterback. <laughs> All right, let's move to running back position, shall we? So, player B, he's played more games. Keep that in mind. He's played one more game. So, player A has 366 yards on 80 carries. Player B has 366 yards on 61 carries. Player A has two touchdowns and two fumbles. Player B has one touchdown and no fumbles. I'm going with the no fumble. What what you, you don't happen to have the uh, average yard per carry, huh? Uh, I do. It's where did I write that down? Did you say it was three hundred and sixty yards? Uh, player A is averaging four point six per carry. Player B is six point two per carry. I'm gonna go B six point two. You chose Tony Pollard for the Cowboys, and player A is Dalvin Cook. He was out. And then they had a buy. That's crazy. Crazy. Can, well, Pollard actually looks pretty good this year. Like he looks expl- more explosive than Zeke at times. So I'll take him. I'll take him. Sounds good. All Who right. had the fumbles? Was that Pollard? Uh, Dalvin's fumbled twice. Oh. Pollard hasn't fumbled. So I thought that one was interesting. All right. Player A. He has 60 carries for 204 yards, five touchdowns, and 110 receiving yards. Player B has 55 carries for 233 yards, two touchdowns, but he's caught 296 yards and four receiving touchdowns. I'm taking him. More versatile. I agree with Travis. How about Cordero Patterson for the Atlanta Falcons Com- compared to Josh Jacobs for the Raiders? Okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'll take yeah. him. I should be writing these. We should be writing these players down and like, see what our team looks like at the end. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't want to know. Yeah. We can be All right. Two gloves and Kirk Cousins on Travis's team. <laughs> All right, how about some wide receivers? Okay. 
player A has 420 yards receiving on 33 receptions. So that's 12.7 yards a reception and seven touchdowns. Player B has 408 yards receiving on 30 receptions. So that's 13.6 yards per reception and four touchdowns. I'm Very similar. I'm going with the touchdown machine. Yeah, we'll just got in the end zone a couple more times. Yeah, I'll go with Cooper Cup A. No, they're both on the same team. Player A is DeAndre Hopkins, which oh. we can all agree maybe is a top two receiver. And the other one is yeah. Christian Kirk. So they're very similar. That just shows you kind of how good they're playing, you know. Right. Yeah, that's a good stat. Will this guy trump any of them? 300, uh, 399 yards on 38 targets. That's 11 yards of reception. Uh, two touchdowns. No, I'm still taking Hopkins. Uh, yeah, close to Kurt. Hunter Renfro. Hmm. For the Raiders. That's crazy. But you chose good with Hopkins, I think. I mean, I think he's the best receiver in the sport, but that's just me. Yeah, what about it's hard to argue that. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I got I to see him make a couple one-handed grabs in the end zone. And a That's Hail fair. Mary catch in the end zone for the win. That's fair. Okay, let's round out our offense, tight end. All right. These have both played only six games. They've each had their either a bye or an injury where they missed a game. Uh, player A has 21 catches for 290 yards that's a 13.6 average and five touchdowns player b has 33 catches for 378 yards that's 11 and a half average and two touchdowns i'll go player a there i'm going b he's got more yards so a would be dawson knox in buffalo oh nice and and player B is Waller in Oakland. Ooh. I think he's a little better. Yeah, I would agree. And he gets like a thousand targets, right? Like a game. Yep, exactly. Well, the, well, will this guy trumpet player C? He's going he's only caught 17 balls, but for 256 yards, that's a 15 and a half average. And he's got five Ooh. touchdowns. Ooh. I like that one. I, I, I well, when you put a name next to it, it's hard to pick anyone besides Waller, but I'm going to pick player C. Well, Travis might like this one. CJ Uzama. Mm. He's balling. That's He's for balling. sure. Yeah, he is. Still yeah. not better than Waller, in my opinion. No, but. no. And this one floored me. One last one for you guys. On the rushing side of the ball, Player A has 76 rushes for 480 yards. Player B has 114 rushes for 419 yards. Player A has two touchdowns. Player B has one touchdown. So player A's yard per rush is 6.3. Player B's is 3.7. Yeah, I'm going A. Yeah, me too. Lamar Jackson. Oh, Against Alvin Kamara is player B. Oof. Wow. How many rushes does Lamar have? Attempts? 70, 76 rushes for 480 yards and two touchdowns. That's wild. That is. Wow. 
<clears throat> what a weapon. What a weapon. I heard today that Derrick Henry, by the way, has like 51 more carries than the next running back, starting running back. And Derrick Henry's on pace for 2,000 yards, which would be the second time in his career. Can you name me the other person who's done two 2,000-yard rough seasons? Barry Sanders. I was going to say Sanders or Peyton, Walter Payton. You can't. It's never happened. Oh, well, that's a cheap, cheap move there. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I just, I, he's good. I love Henry's impressive. All right, that's my player AB. Awesome, thanks. That was nice. fun. The eye opening too. Like some of those were pretty surprising. I'm so just really you glad. Yeah, you just that's why you just can't look at stats alone. You kind of got to watch how they're playing and depends what team they're on. Yeah, at least at least uh, Travis would have Kirk Cousins and Teddy Bridgewater on his team. So what a winner! I'm saved. I'm saved by Lamar at running back, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I got one. I got one more Henry trivia question for you, though. While we're still on the stats, so Derek Henry is the first player to rush for ten touchdowns in their first six games since 2005. Two players did it that year. Who were they? Ladainian Tomlinson. That's one. Adrian Peterson. He made the cover Madden. Marshall Falk. Nope. Michael Vick. Eddie George. Northwest. Oh, Peyton Hillis. More Northwest. (laughs) Sean Alexander for the Seahawks. Oh. Oh, man. I would have never guessed that one. Peyton Hillis, right? Get out of here. He had he one good was. year. He had a great year. I know he did, but get out of here, though. He was on the Madden cover. Do you we guys remember that? Again after I do that. remember that. Okay. Okay. Well, this is that. Okay. So let's get into this next game. We're going to do some trades. Let's make some trades. For the trade deadline, I'm going to name a player. I'm going to give you a couple teams that I think could fit. Uh, you'll see a pattern here. There's a repeat teams because I was just thinking about especially like teams that are ready to win now or teams that are on the fringes of being contenders. So let's go ahead and start with, so first trade, I'm going to start with the wide receivers because there's four of them. Okay. And everybody loves wide receivers. So let's start with Brandon cooks. So obviously he's on the Texans. He's actually a pretty solid receiver. He's having a solid year. As long as he doesn't get concussed, concussed again, uh, he'll, he'll continue to be, I think, solid. So the two teams I have down for Brandon Cooks. Oh, oh by the way, if you didn't know, to, no, um, Ingram was traded today. Back, back to the Saints, I saw that. Yeah, and then Brandon Cooks text that he was really upset about it. So I think he's he's making his way out. Like he's trying to get out of there to act like he's upset. So would you rather see him on the Packers, the Ravens, or somewhere else. I'm gonna say I don't somewhere. want him on. Go ahead, Nate. Somewhere else. I mean, the Ravens got Brown. There, I think there's very similar receivers. Um, I don't like his fit as a Packers. I mean, I'd rather see. I'd rather they get Amari Rodgers out there and see what he can do than go get Cooks. So, where else is the question? Chargers. Chicago. Well. The Chargers have Allen and Williams, though, and I, I kind of like that. Put a speed guy out there, though. 
Yeah, that could work. Well, the other option looked like the Bears because they only have Allen Robinson, really. Um, or what if he went back to the Saints also? Didn't he play? Well, see, I thought of the Saints. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Yeah. Okay. Saints, though. Okay. Saints or, or um, let's just say Saints. Okay. We'd like to see him back as a Saints. Okay. Next wide receiver is actually Allen Robinson. And I know Luke would love this because he wants Allen Robinson freed from the Bears. So here's your options I have the Colts, I have the Ravens, and I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Send them home. Send them back to Jacksonville. Give Trevor Lawrence uh, <laughs> a target. Luke would freak. He would love that. He would love that. That'd be great for the Ravens if they had him on that team. Then Lamar would, I mean, that'd be tough to stop then. But will it happen? Who knows? It'd be sweet to see us. I like seeing trades that, at the end, you know, right before just to shake up the league a little bit, but it's kind of rare. We have huge ones like that, but. Who are the other destinations you said, Ryan, the other two. So I had Colts, Ravens, Chiefs. Yeah. Colts popped in my head right away too. Um, But I don't really think they're in the hunt. So I don't know what they'd be in the buying market. Yeah, they're three and four, and they're going up against the Titans, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So it's kind of interesting. They're kind of in like no man's land right now of what they want to do, you know, moving forward. Okay, let's go to our next wide receiver, Devontae Parker. The Dolphins are one and six. Uh, He's actually a pretty good receiver. Okay, so again, it's kind of the same. I have the Saints, the 49ers, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. You think they get rid of them? There's rumor they might. Um, I don't know what the Dolphins should do because they're they're one yeah. and six, but they don't ha- have their first round pick this year, so it's that's not the, like they should the tank. They can't really replace him, you know. They can't. Well, yeah, Waddle's good though. Like he's he's really good. Fuller, he's he's really solid. I like Preston Williams if he could ever stay healthy, but that's the problem. He makes like five good catches a year, and then he's injured the other 10, 10 uh, weeks. So would they include know. him in a uh, Watson trade? Send oh, we'll get to him in a second. So we don't. Yeah, but I got him, him on the him, list. Too. Send him to Houston. That could that could be part of it. I, I would love to see him on the uh, Ravens too, though. Like that was the team that I was like, man, if he goes anywhere, I hope he goes to the Ravens because he deserves to be a winner on a winner. And he's, you know, obviously Parker's a bigger wide receiver. So he gives uh, Lamar a different kind of weapon on the outside than Brown is. I like it. Okay. Let's go to the next one. I didn't add the Packers to the Devonte Parker because I feel like he's kind of, similar to Adams in the way he plays. And I feel like there needs to be more variety in green Bay, which gets into our next and final wide receiver. So if you guys can think of anybody else you want to add to the trade, just keep thinking about it. But Devante Parker, Allen Robinson, uh, Brandon cooks. I'm going to go with our last wide receiver, Odell Beckham jr. 
Green Bay. Send them to Green Bay, please. I, yes. I have <laughs> the Green Bay Packers or the New Orleans Saints on the list. He would be so amazing on Green Bay. It would be because we already see how good Adams is, and we know how good Odell has been. He's coming off of his injury this year, but I still think he's good. And we've talked about this before, but him and Baker just have no chemistry for some reason. But Rodgers would instantly fix that, and he would be – a great slot receiver, I think. Just going, cutting in the middle all the time or even uh, sending him deep and having Adams cut across. You know, the options are endless if you went on that team. And I, his attitude would probably be fine. I wouldn't even worry about that. Can you imagine the difference of him running Randall Cobb's routes as opposed to Randall Cobb? Like, put Adams and Lazard on the outside with Odell running slot routes. I mean, well, that's the beauty about Odell. You can play him in the slot or on the outside. You can mix him around. He's got that. He's, he's fast. He's shifty. Well, here's uh, the, thing and, and, the thing that worries ahead. me about green Bay come playoff time, right? They always take away Adams because that's who Rogers goes to. You can't do that when you have someone like Odell on the field too. So I just think, for long term into the playoffs that's the that's a piece that could push them over the edge that that's what i feel like they're missing they've been missing for a long time is somebody next to adams that can actually get open you know as you know but yeah i'd love to see him in green bay and and the chem it's like he gets open he gets open still like you you see baker mayfield like not throwing to the right spots or overthrowing them or underthrowing them so he still gets open so it's not it's not an Odell problem. It's really just their chemistry's off. It's you know even Baker Mayfield when he throws the other guys he's fine. It's just with Odell for some reason. So I don't know. I'd love to see that trade. Okay, let's go to the next guy, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. So he he's been behind um, Jonathan Taylor, and really they just need to hand the keys to Taylor because Taylor's been pretty solid this year. Let him run more. So the two teams that are in desperate need of a running back that are in the contention area are the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Where would you like him to go or would you like to see him go somewhere else? Does Mac even play a lot? Because I feel like Hines plays more, way more than him, right? He was hurt all last year. And he just never made his way back into the, the fold of things. Gotcha. And Mac and Taylor play sort of similar styles where, where Hines is, is different than, um, you know, he's more of a receiving back. So that's why he doesn't get a lot of playing time, I feel like. Who are the two teams you said? Chiefs and who? 49ers. 49ers, 49ers yeah. And you're really trying to load the Chiefs up here. <laughs> well... I put the some receivers for the Chiefs because uh, it's apparent that their offense is missing something, but it's really – I really should have just focused on the other side of the ball with the Chiefs, honestly. But the running back position has really been the Achilles heel to the Chiefs because what, what defenses are doing is they're just playing two high safeties, and they can't – the Chiefs can't make them pay for it by actually running the ball because the running backs aren't that great, you know? So – I would put him on the Chiefs uh, 
it seems like whoever they put behind for the 49ers does pretty good despite them constantly always having injuries back there. So I would put them on the Chiefs. I think that would be better. That'd be fun. Yeah. And that would give Edward Solaire another person to help him. I think he's good. So I don't think anywhere Mac would go would he'd be a feature back, I don't think, right away. But that'd be a good one-two punch. So I would yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I would have put the Dolphins on here because the Dolphins desperately need a running back, but like they're one and six. They really shouldn't be trading for I don't I don't think so anyway, running back. Um, okay, let's go. We got I got two defenders in I really wish I had more time to look up defenders because I wanted to hit on a couple of them, but Xavier Howard is one of them. Uh, now that he's been in trade rumors since the offseason, they haven't re-signed him to the big extension that he deserves. I think they're probably going to trade him personally. I hope not. I love Howard, but he's a top five corner. So let me just ask this before I give my options. Where, where, is there a place you'd love to see Howard? Uh, Nate's like, I got one. We keep saying it, but I think that's where Kansas City needs to make a move is on their defense. They're giving up like 280 yards passing a game, there, which is like the fifth worst in the NFL. I mean, he would really shore up that pass defense. And, I mean, that would help keep the defense off the field a little more, which I think Mahomes will bounce back. So, I think that would help keep the offense out there and just help that team all around. Yeah, I actually wrote down the Chiefs. I couldn't think of another team. I was just like, this is almost too good for them not to to to, to do. Um, and then, like, I thought of – you know, some win now teams, but even like the Packers, they're pretty okay at corner, right? They got Jair, their number one pick, and they have the, the, um, they have someone else too. Kevin King. King, yeah. Which I'm not sold on, but. Right. But what if, I mean, I could. What about, what about the Cowboys? If he went to the Cowboys, that'd be fun. They have Diggs. Because, yeah. And he's been an animal. Uh, but their other one is uh, Anthony Brown. I don't really know that much about the Cowboys, but well, they have digs, but they're still giving up 300 yards of passing a game. That's, yeah, they're actually worse than the Chiefs. I thought of them too. And even is Seattle still? Can we still say they're in the hunt? I would. I would if Russell, the- if, if if Wilson was still quarterback, and I would. But I think with the Geno thing, it's just too hard to overcome because you know. It's Geno Smith, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, yeah, I would. It would be super fun to see Diggs and Howard in the same secondary, but I, I don't know if I want him to be a cowboy. You know, like, but he deserves a chance to win a ring, so I guess I wouldn't mind. Oh, McCarthy's okay. not winning a ring. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, he'll screw it up. I know it. Uh- <laughs> They'd be up by four touchdowns in the fourth and blow it. So. Yeah, that's fair. Cleo Mack, I have him down as a potential trade. So I have two teams here, both in the same division. I have, I almost put the Bengals down, like for the Bengals to go all in and just like, hey, let's let, because that's their weak side. Their weak side is their defensive side. If you had to pick one um, and put him next to uh, Trey Hen- Hendricks or Hendrickson. But I, I also put the Chiefs because, again, they need pass rush. <laughs> they need it. I mean, I don't know what's like. <laughs> you know, if, they, if, they, if they need this much stuff, what does that say for them? I think they're in trouble. 
I, I'm like a closet Chiefs fan, I think. And, <laughs> or the Chargers. Or the Chargers is the other team I put down. Uh, Where would you guys yeah, like to maybe see? I, the Chargers popped in my head right away because they give up a lot of rushing yards this year. And can you imagine him and Bosa opposite each other? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that'd be fun. I thought of the Packers, too because they should have traded for him like four years ago when he was on the market. Like I, I still stand by that, but the bears aren't trading them in division. So that doesn't even matter. Um, well, I think didn't Gruden say he doesn't want to trade him to an actual contender. I don't know if that was true, but when that was happening, he, he might've said that, but both. you throw, yeah. you throw enough first rounds picks at somebody it probably changes too. And I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, but, um, Okay. Uh, two tight ends, uh, OJ Howard and Evan Ingram. And any thoughts on those two? Would you like to see those? I heard those two are on the trade market. I thought of Green Bay just for another weapon. I thought of the Chargers for, for um, Justin Herbert to have a tight end because they didn't replace Henry last year. I think they have Jared Cook, though. Who has Cook? The Chargers do, right? Yeah, yeah. the Chargers, yeah. Yeah, so... The thing with Howard that irritates me is he's always injured and he's, he had, he had such hype for him coming into the league that he's going to be this amazing tight end, but he hasn't really proved much. So that would be my one thing worrying if you're trading for him, how many games are you actually going to get out of him? That's fair. But I do think he needs a change of scene, change of scenery. He, I mean, he's behind Bright now, even I love, I, I really like Cameron Bright, but he's behind Rob Gronkowski and Cameron Bright now. So it's like, well, you have this tight end that has potential. Why not get like a fifth round pick for him? You know, is uh, George Kittle expected back anytime soon? Because that Great offense, question. that offense runs through Kittle. They could, they've been, I can definitely tell they've been missing him, but uh, week nine, he's expected back. So okay. a couple more weeks. That's not, well, yeah. so they might be all weathered until then. I, I don't think the, the, like for green Bay, just to get back on them real quick, I, I don't think Rogers really needs a tight end. He never really has ever been super dependent on one. Um, I don't know. I, I think the chargers would be fun for one of those two tight ends to wind up as a charger. Yeah, but Ryan, if he actually had a tight end, he does. Bobby Tanya. I know. Tanya. Tanya's pretty underrated, good, but underrated. He works out he, with George Kittle. He's like part of that whole tight end tree. Look what Rogers does without weapons. So give him actual weapons, and he'll take it to even more of the next level. Buddy, I'm telling you, if I was the GM of the Chargers, I would have already traded two first-round picks for Odell Beckham and like a second for Ingram and just said, okay, let's Packers. do this. Yeah, that's what, what did I say? Chargers. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised Packers. you didn't say the Chiefs, to be honest, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I just, I am a big Mahomes fan. I thought, like, I was really high on him when he got drafted. So I'm just like, oh, how can I help my guy out? So. What we'll do is this, guys. We'll trade OJ, uh, I mean, uh, Odell Beckham and uh, and Evan Ingram to the Packers, and we'll trade Khalil Mack and Xavier Howard to the Chiefs, and we'll call it a day. How's that sound? Sounds good. That's okay, a good let's enough talk- shake-up for the league. That'd be super fun. Okay, one last guy, Deshaun Watson. First of all, do either one of you think he gets traded? 
I you do. do? Probably. I, I don't know why you would right now, just given everything around it. But I mean, there's there wouldn't be this many reports floating around out there if people weren't seriously interested. But here's the thing: NFL is not the most moral company in the world, right? That they don't really that's fair, I guess, care if it makes their team better. And if he's gonna play, why wouldn't you? I mean, you putting everything outside of football aside, if you could get him do it because he's a that type of talent so i think someone's gonna go i would i would put my money on miami right now so he has a no trade clause um and he said he's not going to accept any trade what he said he's not going to accept any trade except to miami um as a as a the other one i heard is carolina's interested but he said he doesn't want to go there so that that no trade clause is huge that he yeah. can kind of dictate what happens. Correct. Travis? So, okay, I have a hypothetical for you guys. So <clears throat> let's say the Titans started off three, three and three, or what what they're at seven games. So three and four. Okay. Tennessee Titans? Would you what's it? Yeah, Titans. Tennessee okay. Titans. Let's just say yeah. they did, okay? Would you trade to get Watson on that team? With everything that's going on right now. Well, see, even as a Dolphin fan, I wouldn't trade for Watson right now. I think it's like for me as a Dolphin fan, I don't want Watson because the mystery behind everything that could happen. You might get him for this year, but next year he could be suspended or he could be in jail for two years or what, you know, I don't know. 20 cases, he might be. He could, never, he could never play again. That's the thing to give up that much for a guy who never plays in the NFL again. That's I would need to know some things before I made that trade, you know? Correct. And, and the other thing is though, like I want to just look at it from an organizational standpoint, as far as the dolphins, at least you don't have your number one pick. You're in like desperation mode right now. So they might just be like, Hey, let's get what we can. And if we feel comfortable enough, we're going to trade. The, the thing is, is they're bidding with themselves because Deshaun Watson only wants to go with to Miami. Um, it, it makes sense. I think for, for or business for, for all these teams to get a deal done, but as a fan, I just, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want the, the mystery hanging over. Will it be fun to watch Deshaun Watson play for the Dolphins? Yeah, because he's a really good football player. But like all that other stuff is just, uh, I don't know. It's um, risky. It's risky. I, I wonder though, like what I would do, I guess, if if put conditional picks on it, that's what I would do. Like I guess Wentz has, he, he was traded for a second round pick, but there's conditions that will bump it up to a first round pick. So I wonder if the Dolphins could do something like that. Like, hey, we'll we'll do this. We'll trade you three first-round picks conditionally. If he's not playing these two seasons, they drop down to, like, fourth. You know what I'm saying? So you still, like, get something for trading them, I guess, but they would drop down to fourth. Would Houston um, accept that? That would be my question. They it would be, pretty, like – oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, they just seem pretty adamant they want what, what this three first-rounds or whatever it is. So they'd have to – Yeah, they want – it's so dumb because like, I don't know what leverage they have. Yeah. Like, don't you want 
like you know a lot of information don't you like whatever we can get for this dude we're gonna take because he's probably not gonna play football in like a year like he's not gonna be in the NFL like don't you just take it you know I don't know that's how I kind of feel I don't know what the Texans are doing but I I don't know what the Dolphins are thinking about doing either so who knows I know Watson is good I know Watson is good but it's almost like we're putting him on like a He's like God tier, you know, like the Texans are expecting like 12 first round picks for him or nothing, basically, you know, and it's like he hasn't proven that much, but I don't know. So that also kind of worries me is like, is he really worth all this stuff too? For a guy well, to who me- don't even know if he's going to play. Yeah, to me, like, okay, if he does play, he's a top seven quarterback in the league and he's 25 years old and you have a contract that he's committed to for the next several years. So you're you're set up if he plays. You got your franchise quarterback for the next, you know, hypothetically 10, 10 to 12 years or whatever. So I, I get why the price is is a little high, but considering all the other stuff it you're right nobody should view this guy as that high and that's why if the dolphins have to give up too much for him i mean i don't even want him but we'll we'll see we'll see next yeah, next you do, week you do. Uh, i want his talent if i could infuse Tua with the talent that deshaun watson has that's what i really would like okay you guys ready to get into our last part of our podcast Hold on. I got one. I got two little things. Okay. I heard this on the Levitar. Nathan already knows this, but what are the Jets doing? Okay. They could have just re-signed Flacco in the offseason. And now with uh, Wilson being out, they have White as their backup. So now they trade for Flacco. So they just gave up a pick to get Flacco when they could have just re-signed him. So Terribly run right there. That's bad decision-making. Also, I would just leave Mike White and just sign some other quarter. Like, your season is done if you're the Jets. Don't even waste a pick on Flacco. I don't I don't understand that one at all. That don't make any sense to me. I, sounds go like ahead if Jets you have something. No, no, I was going to say, it that. sounds like the Jets organization hasn't changed much. Uh, you thought that they were going to bring in something different and it looks like it, they haven't. The, the fact that the Patriots beat them down 54 to 13 or whatever it was, is telling enough, but I, it, they, they had some, some like life. It seemed like in the middle of the, you know, obviously seven weeks. So like in the middle couple of weeks, it looked like their defense was coming around and then everything is kind of now just falling apart. But yeah, that was a dumb trade. I don't understand the Joe Flacco thing. Yeah, that was weird. You're one in five. Why just let your young quarterbacks play? Go get the a high pick in the draft and call it a season. Like you're not you're not improving your team getting flacco. Yeah, I wonder if they called Brett Favre first or not. That's not <laughs> my question. Peyton Manning and uh, see if you yeah. come out of retirement. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the last part of our podcast. At this corner, nearly six feet tall, 20 pounds heavier since the pandemic started. He likes the Lions, he loves the Dolphins, and he has a weird fetish for Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Williams. In the other corner, their height and weights may vary. 
But they love football, they love playing, they love watching, they eat all your food and stay longer than they should. The guest. Okay, so this is Ryan versus the guest, but there's two of you today. So just like we did last time when I had two guests on, we will call count a, a game you guys get right as a half a point versus my one point. Uh, so last week, Travis, Travis and I went at it head to head. He beat me 10 to eight. So everybody that's listening and I shared this with the fellas beforehand, but I want to hit this hard. So Travis gets nervous and then he screws <laughs> up. He is 24 and five right now, 24 and five when picking NFL games on this podcast. The, the grand total so far, I have 64, right? The guest has 71, right? So I am seven games behind and I need a week to catch up. So I'm hoping that this will be the week, um, but we'll see. Previewing week eight, Green Bay Packers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Because it's hard to doubt Rodgers, but Arizona is playing so well, but I am and Adams is out, so that's a huge factor, and Lazard. <sighs> but I still am going to go with Green Bay. I think they're going to get it done. They're going to find a way, and Cardinals are getting their first loss. Okay, so the Packers, I wish you would have just started out with the uh, that because I wrote down the Cardinals, and then you like had to, <laughs> so I had to go back and delete it. That's great. <laughs> Nate, who do you got? The homer in me would love to pick Green Bay. I just don't see them getting it done. Not with the injuries they have. I'm going Cardinals. Okay, that's fair. I'm going Cardinals as well. I would have took the Packers if they were at home, maybe. Like, but but the fact it's in Arizona, I'm gonna go with uh, the Cardinals. Let's go to our next game. Cincinnati Bengals versus the New York Jets. Let's see. Let's start with Nate this time. Who do you got in that game? Bengals, I don't see their run stopping, and the Jets are just bad. That's an easy one. Yeah, Travis? Man, I picked the Jets last week hoping I could have got a pick where they uh, really would have upset the Patriots, but Bengals. With that type of, like, shellacking, I should have got, like, three games. Are <laughs> you picking the, <laughs> the Jets to beat the Patriots? Uh... I, too, am picking the Bengals as well. Let's go to our next game. Tennessee Titans versus the Indianapolis Colts. The Titans, the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Travis, who do you have? <clears throat> I am going with the Colts on this one. Mm. Uh, they're at home, so that's one of the factors. And I think the Titans probably are going to get a little bit too cocky right now so i think they're gonna trip this week so i'm going with the colts fair nate so i'm not a gambler but i like looking at lines because i feel like that tells you a lot about the team and this isn't even this is a pick em game uh oh really so i i'm gonna actually go colts too i think they're they're at home they're gonna get that little boost i don't i mean the titans are good i don't think they're as good as They've been playing or their record shows. So I'm going I'm to go Colts. Okay. Well, I was actually thinking you guys would go Titans. So in my head, I'm picking the Colts, but I'm going to go Titans because <laughs> hopefully it'd be a game I catch up on. Uh, 
I, I do think it's a pick em game, though. I think either team could win. Um, I am a little bit worried about what Travis said, though. I do think the Titans could be on a high where the, the Colts are a little bit more desperate right now because they're behind in the division. So you could see the Colts play, be, being at home uh, playing like this is their Super Bowl right now because this is the most important games of the season to them versus the Titans. So, but I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Titans. You're welcome, Zach. Los Angeles Rams versus the Houston Texans. Uh, Nate, who do you got? This one's gonna get ugly. The Rams are going to destroy them by probably 35. There was one really good Davis Mills week, and that's about it. But don't worry, the Texans have said to the Miami Dolphins that they'd rather have Davis Mills than Tua. So that's that's great. Travis, who do you got? I'm taking the Rams also. Are you going to give uh, Nate an extra point if they beat him by 35 or over? Well, that was <laughs> to make uh, – <laughs> That was for Avery. Yeah. Uh, well, that was, that was to, like, even, even off the score. So if you guys get a half a point, the next – the following week, this coming up week, I'll probably – let somebody pick a game by 30 or whatever, uh, like a bold prediction like that. And then we'll see if we can even it out. Okay. I picked the Rams as well. No surprise. Let's go to the next game. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. Travis, who do you have? I'm going with the Steelers. I, cause I don't think Mayfield is playing right. Um, that's a good question. Because if he's look. playing, that changes my pick. Uh, it says Baker Mayfield says playing Steelers is absolutely a possibility despite shoulder injury. Gosh, so I hope that on. answers your question. Can we put an asterisk by there? If Baker's playing, I'm picking the Browns. If he's not, I'm picking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah, if he plays, do you, do you have confidence in that he's going to be 100 to really last the I game think anyway he'd be good enough to get him by, but I don't think Case Keenum is good enough to beat the Steelers. He was good enough to pull out the old victory last week, but. Yeah, against Teddy Two Gloves, it's a tough thing to do when you're playing someone with two gloves. Uh, Nate, what do you got for us? I don't think it matters who starts Baker or Keenum uh, Steelers coming off a bye. One of their strengths is their pass rush. I think they're going to get some pressure on whoever the quarterback is. Uh, I don't, I think it'll be close, but I think the Steelers will win. I also am picking the Steelers. Uh, all the reasons you guys mentioned, not only that, but like they, I don't know about hunt right now. Right. It's he might be, he's out, I think. And, and Chubb is still, you know, recovering. It's like, I, I know the, the running back they had last week had a really good game, but it was against the Broncos. So I used to like their defense, not anymore because they failed me. Okay. Let's go to the next, uh, next game. Philadelphia Eagles versus the Detroit lions. Nate, who do you have? The lions are going to get their first win of the season. I think they got some confidence against the Rams. I am not impressed with the Eagles at all. I think they're both garbage teams. Lions are at home. They get the victory. Okay, I like it. Travis? Nate, you said exactly what I was going to say for this game. I think 
I think the Lions are getting their first victory because the Eagles don't look good at all to me. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I, I think both these teams are bad, and um, but the Lions have been playing so competitively. They got to win one of these against one of these bad teams. You, you're, I don't think they're going to go 0 17. So give me the Lions in this game. Um, let's go to our next game San Francisco 49ers versus the Chicago Bears. Let's see, Travis, who do you have? I'm going uh, 49ers for this game. They, they're they in desperate mode right now. They need to win. Uh, I think the weather really affected them last game, and that's part of the reason why they lost. But either way, the Bears aren't good either. So I'm going 49ers. Okay, uh, Nate? Yeah, I have to agree with them. I'm going 49ers. Matt Nagy, I think, is the worst coach in the NFL. I think he – doesn't know how to use the talent he has. They look so bad against Tampa Bay. I know the 49ers aren't that, but um, I think they come into Chicago and get a W. Okay, I'm actually going to zig here a little bit, guys. I'm going Bears. Um, I like their defense. I know they didn't show up last week, but before last week, they actually had a pretty solid defense. It is the Buccaneers. They are the Super Bowl champions. Um. And right now I don't really like what I see from the Niners. I just, you know, like I get that there was, uh, you know, the weather last week, like Travis, but the Colts somehow made it work and scored um, 30 points, you know? So uh, to me, I think this is going to be a close game. I like the bears being at home here and a little part of me has to root for the, against the 49ers right now, because the dolphins do own the 49ers first round pick. So I'm rooting against the Niners this year. <laughs> so that's you know, where I'm at. One thing you might have going for you, I forgot Nagy's out. He's in COVID protocol. So maybe they'll get a W because they don't have that horrible coach on the sidelines. Well, there was a weird thing I heard. Like the two two coaches have missed um, the games, like their games, the team's playing this year, and both teams won. So who knows? Maybe, maybe we don't need head coaches. You ever think of that? Maybe, maybe you just have like people who, who, who specialize in an area and they do it together. Collaborative effort works out for the dolphins offensive coordinators. That's for sure. Okay. Speaking of which, let's go to our next game. Miami dolphins versus the Buffalo bills. I'm really (laughs) sorry, Ryan, you are in for a week. Coming off a bye, coming off a bad loss where they would have won had Josh Allen not slipped, they are going to punch Miami in the face over and over and over again. Bills. Travis, I didn't even ask Nate. He just went right into it. He's just like, <laughs> feel it, Ryan, feel it. <laughs> Welcome to your own podcast, Ryan. The Bills are taking this game. The last two games, the Bills have beaten the Dolphins by over 30 points. The Bills are going to win this game as well. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't invite (laughs) – Yeah, right. I'm glad I didn't invite Avery onto this podcast. That's for sure. You want me to call him quick? (laughs) No, that's okay. We'll, We'll pass on that. Let's go to our next game. New England Patriots versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Travis, who do you have? Chargers coming off a bye. They want to extend their lead in their uh, division. They're going to win this one. 
Nate? Yeah, I think Herbert bounces back. Uh, I'm sure they did some work during the bye. Um, I'm really not impressed with the Patriots. Chargers win. Oh, man, I was going to pick the Patriots. I'm going to pick the Patriots. Wait, who's at home? Oh, man, Chargers at home. Man, I, I like Mac Jones. Like, he's, to me, so far, like, the best rookie quarterback. Like, he's playing the most consistent. Um, he's it really surprises He's undefeated on the road. Yeah, I just – and Bill Belichick's so good at taking the thing you do so well away. Like, he he, he played – he basically should have beat the Bucs. And there was another team that, like, he almost beat that he really should have – the Dolphins in week one. But what other team? There was another team that was really good offensively, and they held them. I, I can't remember. I'm going to go Patriots. I'm, I'm doing the Pats. I believe in Bill Belichick, even though I'm a Dolphins fan. I just respect him. You know what I'm saying? Maybe their offense just got going this night last week. I'm really, I'm really desperate to catch up on wow, you, games. You talked yourself into that one, Ryan. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, let's go to our next game. Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Seattle Seahawks. Wow, this is an interesting one. Nate, what do you got? I want to pick the Jags so bad, but I think Seattle's a tough place to play coming, especially all the way from the East Coast. Um, I think it's going to be an ugly game. It's probably going to be raining because it's always raining there. Um, I'll go Seahawks. Travis? If Jameis Winston can beat the Seahawks, I don't see why Trevor Lawrence couldn't, so I'm taking the Jags on this one. Jaguars. I know um, the, Jag, the Jag- Jaguars are not the Saints defense at all, but I'm still taking the Jags. Listen, not everybody can have a leader, an emotional leader like Jameis Winston. Okay, I'm just going to throw that out there, Travis. <laughs> uh, everyone, you can thank Nathan for recording my uh, Jameis pick also, and that Ryan <laughs> plays on this podcast every now and then. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I love it. I listen, I listen um, to that podcast the day after the game, so I didn't get it before. And I'm like, ooh, that did not age well. Uh, so I'm actually with you, uh, Travis. I, I, I'm going to pick the Jags. I'm not liking the Seattle. Like, Nate, Nate, you mentioned earlier that the Seattle defense is not really good this year. I like the running game if the Jaguars actually, like, commit to the run. I don't trust Geno. But I don't like. Do you like? Do you trust Urban Meyer either? Like, so it's like a catch twenty two type thing. I'm gonna go Jaguars though. I think both these teams are not real good right now. I know. I know at Seattle it's hard to play there, but I feel like their fans don't really have much to cheer about at this game either. You know, so I don't think it's gonna be as crazy there for the Jaguars. Well, if they lose this game, though, this is the thing. Like, they're they're now like I think two and six, right? If they like lose this game, they yeah. their their playoff hopes are done. So this could be like the team come together with the fans for like that desperate attempt to get to three and four. I'm gonna still with the Jags, but now I'm worried about that. I might text you guys later and change my pick. Who knows? Nope. If it's on the podcast, you can't change it, right? Okay, okay. I'll stick with the Jags. You're welcome, <laughs> Luke. I'll take an L for you. Okay, let's go to our next game. 
Washington football team versus the Denver Broncos. Who do you got, Travis? If this was at Washington, I would probably take them. But since it's at Denver, I'm taking the Broncos. And I think and I hope Judy is coming back this week. It He's on pace to be there, according to my fantasy thing. But we'll see. But I'm still taking the Broncos at home. That's that's fair. What about you, Nate? Who do you got? This was one of the harder ones for me to pick just because the Broncos have lost their last four. The Redskins aren't impressive. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the home team. That's the only reason, Broncos. So it's funny because – so. Um, Avery had that game like hot, not, or give him another shot or whatever it was. And the two teams I, I he picked were um, two of the teams that he brought up was the uh, Carolina Panthers. They were three and at the time and the Denver Broncos who were both three and at the time, ever since that, I was like, yeah, I believe in those two teams. They have been like just two awful teams and I'm going to go Washington. I pick, I keep picking the Broncos because I really like their defense, but at some point I just like, I don't know, like they're, their offense is kind of letting them down. I know they have injuries, but this is why you need someone better than Teddy Bridgewater. I'm still surprised they just don't go with Locke because he still, he, it's only his third year. Last year he was injured. It's like, you know what Bridgewater is. Why don't we see what Drew Locke is? I don't know, but I'm going to go Washington here. Uh, just giving you my quick Broncos take there. That was a, uh... Heavy sigh there, Ryan. Uh, I, I wanted the Broncos to be good. I don't know why, though. But Okay, let's go to our next team game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. So you have two very strong, emotional veteran leadership at the QB position at this one. So let's get Nate. Nate, well, who do you got in this one? I don't think Jameis will be eating W's for dinner or in the huddle in this game. <laughs> I think he's going to – that defense is so overwhelming in Tampa. I think they're going to get some pressure on him. I think the Bucks win pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, Travis? When does Michael Thomas come back? Is that in a week or two, uh, or is it this week? He should be back soon. It might be week nine. Um, let me look, but, but like talk while I'm looking, so I don't have to edit I'm, this. Out. I'm still taking the Buccaneers, but I know he's coming back soon. So that I, I'm curious to see how the saints are going to play when he's back. I don't know if it makes that big a difference. He hasn't been playing good the last few years. It's going to take him a little while to get into the groove of the offense. I mean, that's just my opinion. Well, I think, well, we, Ryan and I had talked about this before, but the end of Breeze's career, he didn't really sling it down the field much, but uh, Jameis wants to, so I don't know if that's going to change how he, he plays, but either way, I'm it still taking like, the Buccaneers. Yeah, it sounds like um, he won't return until after the bye is what I just read, so. Okay. Um I think, I think there's like a, a, a distrust between quarterback and coach, which is really surprising that 
they re-signed Jameis Winston and named him starter if like they weren't going to let him throw the ball like 10 times downfield every game because that's really his strongest like attribute is throwing the ball deep but I get that the fact he threw 30 touchdowns 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions would have you a little nervous to let him throw downfield but I'm going bucks as well the one thing I will say though is usually the Saints defense uh they do play the Bucks offense pretty well. So we'll see if maybe the game will probably be closer than what, what maybe we think, but who knows next game, Dallas Cowboys versus the Minnesota Vikings. See Travis, who do you have? This should be a good game. Um, Cowboys are hot right now, but Vikings got the right. They got Dalvin cook back last week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Vikings this week. They uh, they need to win to help at least try and keep up with Green Bay. So I'm going Vikings. And they're at Ooh. home. Okay. What about you, Nate? I think this is going to be a fun one to watch because I think it's going to be really high scoring, lots of offense. Uh, probably come down to late, <laughs> late in the game, which doesn't bode well for a McCarthy team, but – I still think the Cowboys pull it off. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. So they both, both are coming off a bye. And then there's this like catch 22. You don't trust McCarthy down the stretch, but do you trust Kirk Cousins down the stretch either? Like, like, um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go Vikings. I kind of agree with Travis. I feel like the Vikings um, are going to want to keep pace with the Packers here. They're, they're kind of the more desperate team of the two. And it's not like there is an advantage because they both had the week off last week. So I'm going to go Vikings, them being at home. And like we found out earlier that uh, Travis would take Kirk Cousins over most other quarterbacks in the league. So, okay, last game, guys. Let's get into it. New York Giants versus the Kansas City Chiefs. What do we think, Nate? What do you got here? The Chiefs can't be bad all season, right? They just it can't be a thing. They have to get a victory eventually. Um, I think the Giants aren't just aren't good. Monday night, I'm gonna go Patrick Mahomes bounce back, beats the Giants. Travis. Yeah, amen to that. I, I think the Chiefs are gonna right the ship a little bit here against the Giants because the Giants still don't have anybody and they beat Carolina last week. So not, not that impressive. That's, that's fair. I too, I too am picking the chiefs. I agree. This offense really just had one bad week. So I don't know. I just cannot see this team. They have to make the playoffs though. Right? Like this. Oh, another apology. I got to throw out there. So when we were, we were doing our, um, before the season picks, there was one person who picked the Chargers to win this division. Everybody else picked the Chiefs, and I sort of, I, I, I uh, kind of made fun of him a little bit for it. Shannon, you remember that, Travis? Well, he also picked the the Jets yeah. to win the division. <laughs> no, no, the second. He said the Jets would be oh, second okay. in that division, All right. yeah. which isn't any better, by the way. Um, but I have to apologize to him because that was a bold pick and I was kind of making fun of him for it. And I mean, like, 
he wasn't wrong. <laughs> I can't believe call. he was right. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't have predicted the, the Chiefs would have 18 turnovers in like five weeks, though. I couldn't predict that. So, okay. Anything else, guys? Good? Okay, so. perfect. Well, thanks, Nate, for joining me tonight. Yeah, you bet. Thank you, Travis. You got it. Okay, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me, Nate, and Travis, uh, breaking down week seven, predicting week eight, and a couple games in between. I hope you enjoyed our conversations. It was a lot of fun. Thank you to Travis and Nate for joining me on this podcast on here on Anybody Sports. Um, if you haven't yet, please follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports. Uh, it just shows where I drop podcasts and maybe whatever else uh, to, you know, let you guys know when you have something to listen to, if you like what you listen to. I really hope you enjoyed listening here today. Um, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, predictions of your own, you can always email me at nuttybuddy at gmail.com. Other than that, that's all I got for you guys today. Oh, uh, real quick, actually, one other thing. Me, Travis, and Nate, we forgot to predict one game this week. It was the Falcons and the Panthers. Uh, so I, I'm picking the Panthers, and the other two guys are picking the Falcons. So just so you know, I'm probably going to regret that because Kyle Pitts is out to get revenge on me for me doubting the pick of a tight end in the top 10 in the NFL draft. But... Uh, Anyway, I thought I'd just let you guys know that in case you're keeping track. I am. You guys are probably not. Anyway, thanks so much again for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and we will talk to you guys soon.